Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground, where we collaborate with trusted educators from around the world to ignite and empower a passionate community committed to revolutionizing education from the inside out. Join me as we create our lives and our cultures on purpose. This is the Conscious Educator Playground. Let's play. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Conscious Educator Playground Masterclass. Uh, so happy you're here. We have um, a really fun topic today. We're actually going to talk about um, diving into a roadmap, super simple way to kind of plan things out. And um, I'm, I'm excited to kind of go on this journey with you guys. Sheba is here as always to join us. Welcome, Sheba. And uh, we are going to, we're going to dive right in because we have a lot to, to cover in a really short amount of time. But I want to give you guys like this simple um, way there with, let's like tackle why, right? Let's, let's talk about why, um, why creating your, your roadmap is important. Um, so Sheba, we talk about planning all the time. There's in the world of life, let's just not, not even say education, the world of life. Um, what's the difference between making a plan and not making a plan? <laughs> right? Well, I mean, especially like, you know, being stuck at home during the pandemic and everything. I think the difference is just, um, at least for people such as myself, it's just really just anxiety, right? <laughs> because if you don't make a plan, you don't have a clear vision, you know, for what's going to go on. You haven't made concessions in your mind if things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And those of you that have taken the talent dynamics assessment um, or wealth dynamics assessment, Sheba is an accumulator profile and I'm a creator profile. And so when, <laughs> when Sheba talks about you, things might go wrong, like accumulators are really good at seeing the icebergs ahead that can derail life. <laughs> it's just, it's a superpower of yours. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes you can be perceived as a negative Nelly because of that. And yet, really, you just don't want people to fall on their face. <laughs> you're like, don't, you're, right. you're, running, you're running towards it. You're running, you're running towards it. You're running right. towards this stuff. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and, and so I don't know if, that, if I'm the best person to ask that question to, Sandy, but, <laughs> but for me, I think that, it, yeah. Yeah, but if I plan and if I'm intentional about it too, then that means I'm going to work in things that are good for myself as well. Mm -hmm. because often if I'm not planning, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm on autopilot. Right. Well, and even as a creator, right. And, and so my, my brain is like more head in the clouds, big picture thinking, great at starting things, not so good at finishing things. Um, but even with my brain and how my brain's naturally wired without a plan, it's, it, it's this dance, right. Um, between uh, going into hey, I'm just going to jump on a plane and the pilot says, I don't know where we're going. We're going to end up somewhere when I really want to go to Hawaii. And so the, so having like the, the pilot go, I don't know where we're going. I'm not going to get on his plane if I want to go to Hawaii. If I don't care where I end up and I'm in a mode where it's, you know, spontaneity and I don't know, I guess, you know, I hope we land somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so all the myriad of things that can go wrong if you get on a plane that the pilot says, I don't know where we're going. We might take off. We might not. You're not necessarily going to get on that plane because your purpose for getting on a plane is to actually go somewhere. So when, <laughs> when we think about planning in life and there's, there's a lot of, uh, there can be a lot of negative connotation around it. 
Um, it's hard work. Where do I start? You know, how much detail do I need to go into? What's it got to look like? And there's a lot to unpack when it comes to curriculum planning, when it comes to lesson planning, when it comes to like all of those different types of things. Um, but today we're going to talk about you as a whole human. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about your life. I'm going to talk about it in a way that you can break this down super simple. And uh, Shiba, thanks for answering uh, Janae's comments. Um, and it's, this is so simple. And, and I, as, as a creator, like just got to this place where it's like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't, like, it feels like hard work to put all the details into the plan and like, make sure that I've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's when, if life's a game, let's play, right? And, and how do we want to play? And why are we playing? Why, why do we wake up every day? What do, what do we want our life to look like? Who do we want to play with? When do we want to play? You know, and then the, the how kind of falls into place. So we've talked, we've talked a lot over the last several weeks um, about values, right? We've talked a lot about, you know, designing cultures on purpose. We've talked a lot about living your life on purpose and um, being intentional with your communication, being intentional with um, understanding the dynamics of, of the others that you're communicating with and creating that safe environment for people to show up as their unique, authentic selves. And, and how do we create that attraction of like-minded people? We've had, we've had so many conversations around all of these things. And so we, we kind of wanted to, to slow down a little bit and go, okay, how do we map this out to where we feel a sense of certainty and control in the hot mess of crazy that can feel like life right now? Because what is within our control is our thoughts, our actions, our behaviors, right? We can own who we show up as. And part of owning who we show up as is knowing who we want to show up as, right? <laughs> and being intentional with that. So part of what um, I've been, I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now in, in the different groups that I coach. And when you know your core values, you know your goals that are connected to having those values live in alignment. The next layer is really developing your play plan. And when I had a coach, it was a couple of years ago, say, it was probably more than two years ago, about two and a half years ago, maybe. <clears throat> she said, um, I want you to come up with a play plan. Like you don't, like you're not playing enough in your life. Like everything is so serious. Everything is so heavy. Everything is like just weighted. And I was like, well, I don't want to do a play plan that takes the fun out of play. And I was, I had, I had a big old attitude about it. And <laughs> usually when I have an attitude about something, it's usually something I need to look deeper at. It's usually like, I need to turn the mirror around and go, all right, why, why, why do you have an attitude? Like, let's, let's check this. And what it came down to was my resistance to play feeling like that would, I would let go of some sense of control. Right? So Shiba, when you think about yourself and you think about your, your colleagues and your friends and, um, and even students, right? When we all get to that point where we're gripping the bat so tight that we don't even know how to play anymore, what's that like? What's that, what's that like? What are you witnessing? Um, so I think once we get to that point, you're, it's, it's just, it's a lot of tension, especially amongst colleagues, right? Um, and then with students, 
that shows up a lot as fear mm. and then can turn into anger and just a lot of aggression, right? And not always physically. Right. It could be verbal aggression. It can be, you know, things like that. And then, um, like, I just wanted to add, Sandy, too, as an educator, I think that we really want to hold on to that control and it's so hard to let it go because when you're, especially as a teacher, if you have 32 students in a room, those are 32 variables plus that we can't control. Right. So for the things that we can control, we hold onto those dearly, tightly, you know, we don't want to let go. Yeah. So I think that in order for us to get to this place, right, where we have this culture that, you know, the culture that we desire, the things that we really want, we do have to let go, but it's, a, it's really difficult for a lot of us to do. It is for sure. <clears throat> and there's so much, um, neuro, you're okay. There's so much neuroscience behind um, the art of play. And so any of you that um, know Dr. Stuart Brown, um, this book about play is really understanding that how he started his work was being um, called in by the governor of Texas. And I believe this was back in the 60s <clears throat> to understand why there was a, a man who was, I don't know how to politically correct phrase it, that he did mass killings, like he was a mass murderer um, and awful, awful things, right? And so Dr. Brown was, was called in to um, find out why and research and research and research and, and really got to, to the core of play or not play as children and, and play or not play like as adults, like, like how powerful play is and not thinking of play like it's an afterthought, right? It's, it's a, a, we'll get there when we have time, right? Time being this elusive thing and understanding the power of play. And I, I kid you not, had I not been doing this now for a year and a half, um, I would not, I would not have believed it. Like the, the way that my life has accelerated in the last year and a half from doing this one simple thing of designing a play plan for myself. And she didn't tell me how to do it. And so I got it. I was even more irritated that I didn't even know where to start. So <laughs> like, <clears throat> just, I want to, I want to teach you guys. I want to give you this, this simple formula because the power of this play plan, it, it gives you the, Shiba, you're okay, you're multitasking, um, is it gives you the, the, the ability to put in some big rocks of what's important first, even though it kind of feels counterintuitive to think about it as, as play. But play can be so many different things, right? Play can be like family time. And it's, it doesn't have to be, it can just be something that brings you joy, right? It can be something that is just one thing a month. It doesn't have to be like every day you have to play and make sure you're playing board games and make sure you're playing with your with your Smurfs because that's what I have on my desk, right? It's, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that. It can be something that it's like I am learning something new. I am you know whatever it is. So this is the simple play plan, and I have a template for this. If you guys need it, you don't really need it. Literally put the month and what you're playing that month. What's your play plan that month? Month, 
play. And I'm going to show you mine as, as an example. You're going to see mine um, from, from this year. Let me pull it up. Um, actually, let me show you last year's and then I'll show you this year's. So you can kind of see where I started and then kind of how it's, it's evolved. Um, let me go to share my screen. So this is super vulnerable for me to share, but I'm, but I'm sharing. Um, so my play plan for 21, and this was the first one I ever did. Um, and I did it, uh, I think I, I created it in, in February. Um, so I had already, how I started was I, I, I had family time in Florida that January. And then February is I really wanted to start teaching myself how to cook more. And so it was cooking. And then I had a friend say, hey, you want to go canyoneering? And I was like, sure. So I put that in there. Um, March, I went skiing. April, I got invited to go to Costa Rica. Then I went on a spontaneous trip to Santa Barbara. Um, so I added that in. May, there was graduation um, and I got to see my mom. Um, I started writing my book with my sister in June. In July, we usually um, spend time with family in Big Bear where I grew up. Um, my birthday's in July, so I do something fun. My son's birthday's on, on the same day, so we always do something adventurous. Um, August, San Diego came up. I decided to fly private instead, um, which was super fun. Went to Disneyland. Which, so all these things just started emerging from me starting here. And I kind of filled it in as it got booked. But I started like getting into momentum and, you know, throwing things out there. And then I, I ended up, those are different things that we'll talk about another time. So now in 22, like I couldn't wait to plan out my play plan for this year. And so this whole year, like it is much more detailed. I've got more stuff going on, but it's not like the how and the how much it's going to cost and that like it is simply what and when. And if more stuff comes up, then fantastic. If not, that's okay too. So I've thrown out here, um, I'm going to move to New England in the fall and I I. I have no logical reason why. It's just this intuitive trust that has come from me designing my play plan. And it's come from me putting play in as my big rocks, right? And it's that thing to look forward to. And so then everything else just fills in around it. And I'm anchored in with my play plan being connected to my values. Play and adventure is one of my core values. I feel alive when I am doing something that, that is fun and playful and adventurous. And that's part of my, my spirit. And, you know, other people, it's, it's maybe, and I also have serenity and spirituality as another core value of mine, like, like anchoring in with, with those feelings. So when I think about my play plan, it's literally an opportunity to make sure that I'm living in alignment with my values and kind of gut checking them. Wealth and freedom is another value of mine because what does wealth mean to me? It means freedom. And wealth is not just financial wealth, it's whole, holistic wealth. So, and when I have holistic wealth, community, my, my, my personal you know, health wealth, like my overall well being, it allows me to then feel free to, as I like to say, run and jump and play in this life. Because if life is a game, then I get to play and I get to design it that way. And yes, there are so many forces in the world that are fighting against that. We can list all of them, right? It'd be super easy. 
And if you need to, before you design your play plan, do it. Write your list of all the itty bitty shitty committee things going on, then burn it. Don't reinfect your mind with it. Get it out (laughs) and burn that list because those are 99.9% of those things are outside of your control, right? What is within your control is putting together your play plan. How do you want to play this year? And I want you to map it out for all of 22. So I want you to go back to January and think of what was one thing you did to play in January. Go back to February. What was one thing you did to play in February? March, April, we're still in it. We still got time if there's nothing that you've done for play. Come up with something. Play a board game with a friend. You know, have a catch up conversation with someone. It doesn't have to be something. It's just something that like lights your soul up. Something that brings you joy. Shiba, do you have examples of of play that maybe might be unconventional um, that <laughs> that you're like, yeah, that's play for me? Um, well, j- for instance, I just read a book that I was not teaching to students, and I have not done that during a school year in a very long time. And um, I was like, you know what? I read <laughs> for fun. Yeah. So, and I, I think that that happens to a lot of us who do teach English mm-hmm. is we read so much for class and for our students mm-hmm. that we often don't get the chance to read for us during the school year. Yeah. So I don't know how unconventional that is, but it definitely brought it, me a lot of joy. It is. And it's, it's, um, it's unconventional in that we don't necessarily think of reading as play. We can think of reading as fun we might not necessarily connect it to play. So that's, that's absolutely, you know, where I want all of you to have the freedom to express what's real and true for you in a way that aligns to your values, right? In, in a way that aligns to your rhythm. You may not want to go skiing or canyoning or, you know, any, any of the randomness that, that I do, right? <clears throat> that may not be fun to you. That may be anxiety ridden for you. So don't do it right? Don't, your play plan is yours. Excuse me. Um, And I want you to think about connecting this into your families, your classrooms, your entire cultures, your organizations. Think about the ripple of impact and even the opportunity to use it as a collective planning tool for what are our big rocks going to be that bring us joy every month. And when you are doing that as a family, when you are doing that as a couple even, right? As a best friendship in ways to stay connected. When you're doing that as as a classroom, when you're doing that as a whole staff at a school or an organization, you're allowing yourself to take the, and bring the lightness into the often heaviness of life. The heaviness is going to happen no matter what, right? It, it just is. We're going to get all that stuff done. But if we don't start focusing on what we do want and intentionally bringing that joy back into our lives, we're going to consistently feel diminished and heavy and overwhelmed and stressed out. We're, we're wired to want to have things to look forward to, right? To, to want to connect and engage in ways that allow us to feel light, right? That, that's why a smile goes up, right? It's, it's, it's light. 
And so when we think about that and, and wanting to bring us up and, and to pull our shoulders out of our ears and, and sit up straight and go, yep, I get to do this. Because our goal is to, sit, to wake up and say, I get to go to work today. Or I get to go to school today. Versus I have to. So many times. Sheba, right? How many, how many days have we all woken up going, I, I have to? And what's that, and what's that like, right? What, what is well, that? I mean, it's just, um, it just, it can become overwhelming and just very frustrating, right? And um, we've talked about this before, Sandy, just if you're constantly trying to pour, you know, out of this empty cup, I mean, you know, here's my metaphor, mm -hmm. it's just draining. Yeah. And it, it's just too much. And I think especially in the field of education, right, where, you know, it's so service oriented, and especially because it's geared toward, it's geared towards children. And that's where our hearts are. We will pour to our kids, to the families, etc., until we have nothing. We, sometimes we don't even remember what we like to do that equals play. And that can really just wear on you. Mm -hmm. And I, um, and I'll just say this, Sandy, I know that this year, because I've been out of the classroom, you know, five years prior to this year, mm -hmm. um, you know, just being a coach and helping other teachers. And I just said to myself, this year, I'm going to do things differently mm -hmm. because we'll work ourselves into the ground. Right. And when you think about it, if something, you know, heaven forbid, if you can't work anymore, they're just going to find someone else to teach in your place. Mm -hmm. And they're going to say, she really should have taken care of herself. But why are we going to wait until that happens? And like you said, instead of intentionally working on what brings us joy so that we have that to give to others, especially the kids. Oh, so many golden nuggets in, in there, Sheba. Thank you for all of that. The, the reminder that it's okay to not know. So if if you can remember one thing and you start there, then just focus on one month at a time. If putting all 12 months of your play plan together at one sitting feels overwhelming, don't do it. Put one thing down. Like I said, start with, with history, right? Start with the last three, four months of what you've done that's brought you joy, what you've done that's been playful. <clears throat> and it could be a micro moment and you write it down. That like, there's no right or wrong way to do this. Just do it in a way that serves you. Do it in a way that actually resonates with who you are, how your brain is naturally wired. Not mine, not Sheba's, not anyone else's, yours. Yes. And then, and then can I say, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, Sandy. Oh, I was going to say, and then when you do <clears throat> it, um, don't attach any guilt to it. Mm, yes. Because sometimes we're like, oh, well, that's, I can't do that. That's take, don't just drop the guilt. Yeah. Right. Why should we feel guilty about doing what makes us happy, especially if it's not hurting anyone else? Yeah. I have three things from my play plan from 21 that didn't happen. Do I still want them to happen? Sure, someday. But I let it go. It didn't happen. <clears throat> other things came up and I enjoyed life in other ways. Right? In, in December of 21, I forget what I had on there. But one of the things that brought me joy that wasn't on my play plan was that I played Monopoly for 
like it's like a three hour game of Monopoly because <clears throat> that's what happens with Monopoly with my son and his girlfriend on Christmas Eve. My son cleaned up like no other. We both felt like uh, we are we're like he's going to have to take care of us. I don't know what. <laughs> but that brought me so much joy. And that wasn't on my play plan. But by having something on my play plan, it had me in the spirit of thinking in that mindset. <clears throat> so, excuse me. <clears throat> Remember you're worth it. You matter first. Because then that's the, the spirit and the energy and that attraction, right? Where you are going to create more of what you do want. When you focus on what you do want, you focus on what brings you joy. You take your power back and you own the unique, amazing, brilliant human that you are. Because you're the one who gets to do that, right? If we're waiting for someone to tell us <clears throat> that we have permission, this is me telling you, you have permission. This is your time. We all as educators, as entrepreneurs from around the world, we get to stand up and own the unique, amazing, brilliant, incredible humans that we are. And we get to live and lead from our position of strength. And whatever that is, create your play plan in a way that serves you. <clears throat> I am going to get some tea to help my little cough. <clears throat> um, and I want to let you all know, starting next week, we are moving the time of these masterclasses. Still going to be on Thursdays um, for most of the world. Um, it's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific time starting next Thursday. So starting May 4th, May 4th, May 5th, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Um, we are going to be shifting our time to 4 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to send out the emails. It'll be on Facebook. We'll be posting it. Um, they'll still be streamed live on Facebook. We'll, they'll still be on YouTube. You can still watch the recordings. You'll still, it'll still be 25 minutes, all of those things. Um, and we're going to continue to roll into different topics every week. Uh, Shiva and I will be here with you and we will um, continue to answer any questions or anything you have. Um, Jeanette, if you want to um, type in your question or um, I, I see that you have a hand raised, so I'm happy to answer answer your question. Um, the assessment is called the Talent Dynamics Assessment. So if you go to educatordynamics.com and you scroll all the way down to the footer, you'll see a link to Talent Dynamics and you can click on it there. Um, and I'll drop it into, um, into the Facebook group. And so, so it'll be on there. And but it is, it is on my website. You just have to scroll all the way down to the footer and there's, there's a few special links down there. Um, one of them is called Talent Dynamics. You're going to find all of the all the things um, that of what it's about. You can you can buy a, a token so that you can take the assessment, and um, yeah, so much brilliance in that assessment. And if you'd like a, a call to to debrief, you you've got that opportunity on the website too to to find out. Um, you're not on Facebook. Okay, let me just do that for you now while, while we're talking. Um, Shiba, any final parting words while I look this up? <laughs> around well I mean I just um I think I'll just reiterate you know I mean just what was already said just don't forget to take care of you and as educators don't forget that 
you're still a human being. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes, especially at this point in the year, when we're, you know, I know for, um, for our school district, we're in the last term. Sometimes it can feel very, you know, robotic. Yeah. And it's just, it's important to, to keep the things, you know, just your own desires and the things that you'd like to do. It's okay to keep those in mind. Yeah. You and it's going to make you a better teacher, make you a better family member, a better friend, etc. Yeah. And Janae and everyone else, thank you so much for being here. Um, I did drop that link in to the chat here on Zoom. I will also drop it into the Facebook um, chat so you guys can have it there. Anyone else who's um, fascinated um, by Talent Dynamics as I am, um, be aware you become like a, a nerd and you need to know everyone's profile. That is the only warning <laughs> once, you, once you learn more about it. Um, it's a brilliant tool for, for communicating. And so we're gonna dive into that more. Um, I forget which week we have that planned out for, but we will dive into more on talent dynamics and, and talk about the profiles a little bit more here coming soon. Um, but yes, next week, remember, we're shifting our time to 4 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, yeah, continue hanging out with us. Thank you all so much for being here. We, um, we could not be doing this without you. Like this community is us locking arms as educators focused on our own evolution, our own consciousness and understanding that that's our superpower. And we're in this together. We are not going to be on our heels because of the things that we can't control. We're going to lock arms and, and hold each other up as we tackle what we can control and, and take our power back and own the brilliant geniuses that we are. So love you all. Enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining the Conscious Educator Playground. Subscribe to this podcast and join our Conscious Educator Playground Facebook group. You can find me at Sandra Marie Herrera across all socials. I look forward to seeing you on the playground again soon. Cheers to another week living your life on purpose.